Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a story that changed everything. And welcome to Story Tales, the podcast all about storytelling in its many forms. I am Marcus Hooper, and I'm here with my amazing life partner, Amy. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're actually going to be talking about the Lion King animated trilogy. So we're not going to talk about the live action remake because we're saving that for later. But we're going to talk about the uh, Lion King animated trilogy, which is Lion King 1, the original one from 97? 94. 94, the year I was born. <laughs> uh, and then Lion King 2, what year did that come out? 98. 98. Uh, and then Lion King 1 and a half, which came out? 2004. 2004. <laughs> um, so I, I asked Amy all those questions because, Amy, you are a huge Lion King fan. I am. I'm kind of a Disney nerd. Um, not really like a lot of people. Like, nobody like really knows... Much about Disney or Lion King, it's kind of niche. Is that how you say that word? Niche? <laughs> niche. Yeah. <laughs> niche? Did you say no, niche? Yeah, shut up. Have you only read that word? You haven't actually? I couldn't remember how to say it. <laughs> I have a cold, so I'm going to chalk it up to cold medicine. Cold medicine, yeah. Cold perfect. Medicine, good, yeah. good, good. And that's good. also why I sound like this. Yeah. Okay, so first we're going to talk about Lion King, the first movie that came out in 1994. Yes. So. Um, I'll start because I think you have a lot to say about this movie. Because this, be- before say. we start, this is your favorite movie? This is my all-time favorite movie. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. I couldn't remember if it was your favorite Disney movie or your favorite movie Just movie. Just favorite movie movie. Gotcha. I like this movie a lot, obviously. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a no-duh. I'm sure there are some people who don't like this movie because nothing is for everyone. Right. But I, don't I feel want to like be friends with them. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe if that's you. But <laughs> no, please I don't. don't. <laughs> I don't need your likes or your clicks. <laughs> but yeah, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it's it's so good. the The art is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so well done, and the music is amazing, mm-hmm. and the the story is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's some people have rumored that it's based off of Hamlet. I don't know if that's fact or if people just notice similarities between the two stories. I think you might know more about that. I actually don't. I don't know if they were purposely like, let's do a um, an iteration of Hamlet or if that's just because stories repeat themselves. You yeah. know, like it happens. Yeah. But it's it does have a very Shakespearean, you know, um, feel to it. And when I say that, I don't mean like they talk in Old English. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it feels like it could be a Shakespeare story. Um, and I think that's why people go to Hamlet. It's not a one-to-one, obviously. Um, it's, you know, first of all, in Hamlet, we never see the dad alive. The king isn't alive. The oh, king's I've already never, dead when Hamlet starts. I've never read Hamlet. Oh, you haven't? I've never read Hamlet. We should read it for this podcast. <laughs> I'm not a Shakespeare fan. No, I'm not either. No, it's um, hard. I like Sparks, Spark Notes. Um, they have a No Fear Shakespeare tab yeah. where it like shows it parallel. That's how I got through high school. Yeah, where it shows like the modern English <laughs> yeah. translation of what they're saying. Yeah, like we're listening to the audiobook and I'm reading over here where it shows what they're actually saying. Right. <laughs> so actually, Shakespeare wasn't Old English. He was Modern English. Old English does not sound like what we say at all. 
But he doesn't sound like what we talk but like at all. But it's there's Old English, Middle English, and Modern English. Oh, so wait, cut all of this out? Don't cut it. So they need to she... know. The people need to know. I learned it in college. College, everyone. But that you didn't read Shakespeare. Well, no. You just read, read the Sparks notes. You know I, a lot about it, but uh, you haven't actually read it. No, I read some Shakespeare. We had to. But, like, I don't, like, go read it for fun. But I do know that Shakespeare was Modern English. Technically. Okay, well, he definitely doesn't talk like this. <laughs> well, no, but it's not Old English. It's not Middle English. Anyway. Not, for real, no, you I'm don't kidding. have to put that all in there. It's super boring. <laughs> so <That was> for you. <laughs> thank you. So it's your favorite movie. So favorite. we already know that you like it. I love it. But I give wrote, us your general thoughts about it. Yes, okay. So people used to ask me, like, what? Why is it? Like when I was in high school and I was like, it's my favorite movie. And people were like, what? That's weird. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, why do you like it? And I'm like, I don't know. The music is so good. Like, I think it's really funny. I love the love story. It's just like, ugh. and like, it's so sad. Sometimes still makes me cry, honestly. I've seen it countless times, but sometimes like still gets me. Uh, like, and like gets me all choked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I like, I, it's just my comfort movie. And so like the other day I had had a long day at work and I, just plugged my phone in in the car on the way home and played it on Disney Plus and just listened to it and I mouthed along to all the lines. That's what I do with my comfort movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know them so well. Like it's that one, Emperor's New Groove, Tangled, and Princess Bride. Yeah. I mouth along to the lines and I don't even know I'm doing it. But yeah, I can. <laughs> and Emperor's New Groove, you used to watch that to go to sleep. That, right? Yeah, that's how I would fall asleep. It's so good. She still Classic. does that sometimes. If she's having trouble falling asleep, <laughs> she'll put on Emperor's New Groove. Only if you're not home. Like if you're on a trip or something. Because I don't want to disturb you. Oh, yeah. you're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about things that we liked specifically. Um, I think the performances are all really good. Mm -hmm. Um just in, in general, I would say to me the standout performances are um, Nathan Lane as Timo Timon. Yes. Okay. I sorry. I was in a musical. This is context for everyone listening. I was in a musical called Once on This Island oh. <laughs> when I was young, and the main character's name was Team Moon. So I'll always say Team Moon, and she'll be like, "You mean Timon?" And I'll be like, "Yes." <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> So Timon, Nathan Lane as Timon, and Ernie Sabella, is that the guy who plays Pumbaa? I guess it's the only thing I know him from. Yeah. I forget his name. He's really good. Um, I feel like Nathan Lane gets a lot of credit, which he should. Yeah. He's great. But Ernie Sabella is also, you know, great as Pumbaa. Yeah. I also think of James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Yes. Um, and then I also think of Rafiki. I don't know who does Rafiki's voice, but it's great. Mm-hmm. And I also think of um, Jeremy Irons. Irons as Scar. Those performances are like the best in the whole movie. Matthew Broderick is good, like, but to me, I'm not like, wow, Matthew Broderick killed it in that movie. You know, like he's not bad. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any line deliveries where I'm like, oof. But he doesn't stand out to me as much as like all the other hmm. actors, if that makes sense. You might yeah, disagree. I just had never thought of it because it's just. It just is. It just you know? is. It yeah. just is. So, but yeah, like they, they took it seriously. This wasn't just like, all right, I got this Disney thing to record really fast. 
like between my other movies, they, they it was a job for them and like they took it seriously. Like, you can tell. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they disagreed at the time. They were like, "Ah, oh, that's a silly a cartoon about lions. That's weird." But like, it didn't come off that way. Yeah, it sounded like they really genuinely cared about it. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, things I disliked. Did oh, you did you say all the things you liked? No, you didn't ask. Oh, go ahead. Um, I kind of, I think I kind of talked a lot about it in the first part, but like, yeah, the music, like the score from Hans Zimmer, I mean, tear worthy. I feel it like in my chest. One of the best composers oh of gosh. our age, I think. Oh, one million percent. Yeah. Like he's so good. Like, oh, so good. Um, the, the soundtrack by Elton John and Tim Rice, so good. No duds on that soundtrack. All bangers. <laughs> um, all bangers, no duds. <laughs> all bangers, no duds. I think the jokes are really funny. Like, genuinely, they make me laugh. Um, the characters are all good and all contribute. Like, so funny. The the anguish and the grief that you feel in it is really good. Like, you just like, it's like, ugh, you know. Um, the love. And the nostalgia, because I watched it as a little kid. And then in high school, I was like, you know what? I haven't watched that movie in a long time. And I popped it in our DVD, and I was like, it's still amazing. Like, mm-hmm. And then I just never stopped watching it. I didn't bring up the music and stuff, but yes, you're right. It's, yeah. it's incredible. The songs are good. Um, better than good. They're really great. Yeah, I, um, I mean, obviously, they made a Broadway show about it. And it's <laughs> basically did. just the same music, but live. Now, they did add back in some songs that they cut. Yeah. Um, how many of the songs in this is a, a little bit of a tangent but how many of the songs in the Broadway show are like original to the show I actually don't know um, because I know um, like there's a song in there called He Lives in You well the, the first one is They Live in You and Mufasa sings that to Simba when they're looking at the stars later on Rafiki sings He Lives in You so that song was written for the first movie but I don't think they had time they also did a scene in the movie that they didn't have time for. They wrote a scene for it. I don't know if the song was in it, but where Scar is, like, coming on to Nala, and she's like, ugh, and that's why she left. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they did put that in the show, and the song is called Madness of King Scar. And <laughs> I might listen to that soundtrack a lot, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if that song was originally in the movie, so I actually can't say like okay. how many songs in the show were original to the show. Yeah. Some of them you can kind of tell. Yeah. Like, but, but the music, my point being, the music oh, is great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yes or no question. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You said how many? <laughs> it was yes or no. <laughs> um, things I dislike. I'm really like racking my brain here because like I don't know if there's anything I dislike. I wrote pass. Pass. Because I pass. I don't dislike anything about it. Yeah, I don't. The only thing I can think of is like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Good boy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not saying that just because it's your favorite. No, I know. I really don't know if there's any problems I have with it. Um,. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything. That doesn't mean it's a perfect movie. Right. I just can't think of anything yeah. that I personally have an issue with. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are there are issues with it that we just can't see. Um, I I'm not as to see them. <laughs> yeah, she refuses. <laughs> I'm not as nostalgic for it because I wasn't allowed to see it. Um, <laughs> we both grew up in very strict households. Yeah. I, like I never saw Little Mermaid until I was a teenager, or Aladdin, or Hercules until I was a teenager. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to see it when I was young, when it came out, because of the, the, because of Rafiki, because yeah. he was like a witch doctor monkey. 
But then apparently, at, like my parents just internally were like, okay, he can see it now. Like once I was like five or six, but they didn't tell me that. So I grew up thinking I was still not allowed to see it. And then they, when I was 16, they re-released it in theaters. And I was like, man, I wish I could go see that. And they were like, why can't you? And I was like, um, because I'm not allowed. And they were like, why wouldn't you be allowed? And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And they were like, no, you're allowed to see it now. And I was like, since when? And they were like, I guess since you were like six. And I was like, you didn't tell me that. For 10 years, yeah. you just had to think, I'm not allowed to watch that cute cartoon lion movie. Right, so we went to go see it in theaters when I was 16 and it was great. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're moving into like, I'm gonna say spoilers, I guess. I mean, this movie came out in 1994, but if you haven't seen it, um, we're gonna be talking Spoilers from it's on Disney Plus. From here on out, yeah, go watch it on <laughs> Disney Plus. Let's get into the actual story. Like, I love the whole like Scar is scheming to like take mm -hmm. over, and he like um, you know tricks Simba into thinking he killed Mufasa. Yeah, uh, and then like Simba runs away and kind of becomes a hippie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Timon and Pumbaa, and of course Hakuna Matata. It's a very famous song. Mm -hmm. um, Classic. And then they come back. Uh, no, no, Nala finds them. Yeah. And tells Simba he needs to come back. And then uh, he hears Mufasa's voice in the clouds mm -hmm. saying, I am your father. Oh no. My gosh. <laughs> no, he, he hears Mufasa's voice saying, Remember. <laughs> right? Isn't that what he yes. says? Yes. Yeah. And then Simba is like, I remember who I am. And he goes back and he faces Scar. And he, then he finds out that Scar killed his dad and not, and that it wasn't his fault. And then he goes, murderer! <laughs> and then Scar gets eaten by the hyenas. Yeah, well he freaking framed them and they were like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm you're not a, gonna defend you anymore. So you're a so you're a jerk. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> that's what this is. I see. Jerk is putting it really lightly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Simba becomes king. Yeah. And they all sing. He lives in you. No, they don't. <laughs> that's a great song. That's the song they cut, put in the second movie, yes. and then put in the Lion King musical. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness. So. What do you think about the story of this movie? I think it's great. I think it's really compelling. I wish it was longer <laughs> because I want more. Not that like, oh, they rushed it, but it's my favorite movie and I want more of it. I think it just moves quick. It be does. Because the story is so engaging mm -hmm. and so well told. It moves fast. Yeah. I don't know. Can you Google how long it is? Yeah. I don't know if it's a short movie. It might be like an average length movie, but it moves at a good pace oh to where you get to the end and you're like, oh, we're done. Like, it's over. One hour and 29 minutes. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it was the longest um, Disney animated feature length film at the time. But I might be wrong. Because they started out short. Like, even though they were feature length, they were short. That's crazy that it's an hour and a half. Because it doesn't feel like that. Mm -mm. It moves. It moves. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel rushed, I don't think. No. But it's just, it. there's no wasted time. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I like how the story is very like traditional in the sense that it, it feels Shakespearean, mm -hmm. but it feels new at the same time. Yeah. 
like we I feel like we're seeing a new story, even though it does have a lot of parallels to stuff like I almost said Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> Hamlet. It has a lot of parallels to stuff like Hamlet, but at the same time, they did it in such a new way. And I don't just mean the fact that they're animals. Yeah. I mean that does help, but it's not just Hamlet, but they're animals. Like it feels new, and mm-hmm. the sprinkles of comedy in there are great. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the music and the performances just add on top of that. We yeah. haven't mentioned yet, but this is a little fun fact. So, a lot of you probably know this already, but the team that made mm. this movie was actually the B team because they thought this movie wasn't going to be as good. Yeah, so they had their A team working on Pocahontas, which, like, <laughs> I love that movie, so uh, shut up. It's not, uh, as, it's not as good as this no, movie. No, it's not because it's not my favorite movie, and this one is. So, yeah, they put their A team on Pocahontas. And they put their B team on Lion King, and then, like, I mean, Lion King exploded. It was the highest grossing Disney film until Frozen, I think. Whoa. I'm pretty sure. That's a long time. Yeah. For it to, like, stay number one. I think so. Stayed the king. If that's if that's wrong, guys, please don't, like, you know, get mad <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not trying to spread misinformation. I just really think that's true. <laughs> but it's, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely not a new news story that we've never ever heard before. Right. But at the same time, it's told in such a new way that it does feel fresh. Yeah. Even like, I feel like even, you know, like 26 years later, it still feels really fresh and like, there still feels like there's not a lot like it. Yeah. And it's not dated. Because no, it's very timeless. It is. And so like, it's, I mean, it's set in, you know, the Serengeti or whatever. So there's no technology that's going to be outdated. But, like, when we were watching it, we were talking about how, like, the music is not even dated. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh, this is very 90s. And it's just timeless. It's very good. Yeah. You could watch it now. And it, it, other than it being 2D animation, and a lot of people don't really do that anymore, it could have come out now. Like, as far as, like, it just doesn't feel like it's from a... A certain era yeah so let's talk a little more about the performances we kind of did already but um, Matthew Broderick I think he's good he, I think he killed it he's good as Simba especially when you think like you know you're not looking for a James Earl Jones type like with Mufasa yeah you're looking for a more hippie person yeah, like kind he, of a laid-back he grew up as a hippie with with Timon and Pumbaa yeah um, but then somebody who can you know believably play a character who was kind of a hippie and then kind of steps up and yeah. takes his responsibilities. Yeah, and like when he gets to his really emotional stuff, like you can hear it. Yeah. And you believe it. Like when he's, you know, he's, you know, yelling at, you know, he's arguing with Nala and then later he's just talking to the stars. Like you said you're always going to be there for me, but you're not and it's my fault. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Simba. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he does a a, a pretty good job. And, and and what I was saying before, like he's not bad. He's not even just okay. But I feel like all the other people outshine him because they're just doing so good. You know, like they're just like nailing it. Mm-hmm. Now to be fair, a lot of James Earl Jones's mystique comes with his voice. I think he has. A but he's a great. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great mm-hmm. actor, and he does great in this movie, especially. Yeah. But like, especially when you look at like Nathan Lane and Jeremy Irons and Ernie Sabella, like they're just like crushing it. Yeah. And, and they kind their characters kind of steal the show mm-hmm. in a way. So Matthew Broderick is doing a really great job. And if I think if this performance was 
in a different movie with different actors, he'd be a standout. But because there are so many other people who are really crushing it, that's the reason that he doesn't stand out to me as much. Yeah. You know, like, I know he's in it, and he does a great job, but I don't think of him if you said, like, great performances in Lion King. He wouldn't be the first name, I would say, for sure. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He does a great Simba. job. Yeah, we keep forgetting about yeah. him. We're just like, us. Oh, adult Simba's the only thing. No, Jonathan Taylor Thomas killed it. He does a really good job. He was amazing. And I feel like especially a lot of child actors in the 90s were terrible. But he was so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of child actors now who are bad. Oh, my gosh. Have you watched the Disney Channel? Yeah, oh, yeah. feels like a lot of child actors back in, like, the 80s and 90s, you could tell they were just kind of doing it for fun and they weren't. Like they weren't like this is my job I gotta have I gotta like act they were kind of like Someone I'm told in a movie they yeah were cute so their parents are like okay time to get up at five a.m. and record this entire movie yeah whereas now like even little kids it feels like they are like this is my job I'm in a movie <laughs> I have to act you know and that's not always they don't always do a good job but right. you can just tell they kind of have more of a of a grasp of like th- what they're doing that they're working you know they're not yeah. just having fun on set. Um, but Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he did a great job. Crushed it. Like he was so good. Um, and I, thank you for bringing that up. You're I did. Welcome. I did almost forget about him. Yeah. But yeah, we we already mentioned Jeremy Irons, Nathan Lane, Ernie Sabella. Um, they were great. Um, so we already mentioned that. So I won't go over that again. But is there anything else that we haven't already talked about with the performances that you want to talk about? Um. I don't know. I just forget. I forget to get specific. So on performances on our little Google Doc, I wrote very good. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they let Matthew Broderick sing? That's what I was thinking. Okay, I he doesn't have know. a rock star singing voice. No, but that's not. But Mufasa, not Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa is a rock star, um, but he's also dead. Um, uh. But I feel like Simba. Now I know that they modeled him like his look off of rock stars. But I always thought that he was supposed to be more like laid back, like. But I guess maybe a rock star can be kind of like whatever, man. Just yeah. let okay. it happen. So I do love Matthew Broderick's singing voice, but I don't think I would change it. Like he can sing; he's a Broadway star. But I really like what's his face, who actually did his singing voice. I think it fit really yeah. well. And John Williams' was, son, lead yes. singer of Toto. Yeah, can't remember his, his first name. name. Google remember it really fast. Name. But yeah, like. Even when I was in high school, I was like, that's him, right? Like, that's just got to be Matthew Broderick. Because I knew that he sang, but honestly, the only reason in high school that I knew he sang is because I knew he was in the the newer movie, The Music Man, with Kristen Chenoweth, which, unpopular opinion, I'm not a Kristen Chenoweth fan. <laughs> and I never saw that movie. I just knew of it. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. Yeah. She's growing on me, but. <laughs> no, she's not. She's still really tiny. <laughs> She is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was nothing to do with Lanky. Um, Matthew Roderick. Yeah, so I thought that when I was in high school, I was like, is that him? But no, it's not him. Um, what's his name? Joseph, Joseph Williams. Williams. Joseph Williams. He is amazing. And like that, like there's a couple notes in Akuna Matata where I'm just like, okay. When he's like, it means no worries. That one. And yeah. Very, very, very good. Very good. I don't quite have my voice back yet, so I didn't yeah. go for it, but. <laughs> it's all right. But yes, uh, the performances definitely are all great. I can't think of a single weak one. Can you? No. Like even, we didn't really talk about Nala. I don't know who does Nala's voice. I don't either. I I will say, I think young Nala is 
iffy, especially her singing, right? Isn't her singing kind of weak? No, her singing's good. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. The Broadway, the Nala. Broadway, Nala the Broadway is young Nala sucks, and I don't, I, I don't know how she got a job on Broadway, <laughs> but yeah, but no, young Nala is good. She's she doesn't have very much screen time. Yeah, so it's not as big. I a think deal, I was thinking of Broadway. I think so too, which I often do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to say, oh, in in be prepared. So there's a this might count under music, but I'm going to put under performances. So Jeremy Irons did sing the song, yeah, but then he does a growly line, you won't get a sniff without me, and according to IMDB, which I know can be poo-poo, but you can tell, like, okay, so, oh, he threw out his voice, so he couldn't, he couldn't sing the song. So Jim Cummings, who was Ed. And voiced Winnie the Pooh. And, yeah, and he's Tigger. done a ton of Disney characters, but in this, in this movie, he was already Ed. Yeah. So he finished Be Prepared, and you almost can't tell. Yeah. Like, if you, like, listen, 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 like, close your eyes, and you're just like, I know it's Jim Cummings, so I'm going to hear it. You can hear it. Uh, and all, for me, it's mostly the laugh at the end. Yes. That sounds a lot like Jim Cummings. Yes. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Sure. You know, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Is Jim Cummings in this studio? Yeah. So next time you guys listen to Be Prepared or watch the movie, after he says, you won't get a sniff without me, it's Jim Cummings. Yeah. From that point on. But he's such a talented voice actor. He's you so good. You can't tell. So really. listen to it and see if you can tell. But it's yeah. you can just barely tell when you're like listening for it. But yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know either until I was a teenager. Right. That's it's so, so cool. Good. Um, so let's talk about cinematography. Now, obviously, this wasn't filmed with a camera. Yeah. Um, but for this, I'd like to talk about the art. And, okay. you know, they still did. It, there is still cinematography because they still do frame compositions and shots and stuff like that i think the first thing we have to mention is the sunrise at oh the beginning gosh, it's yeah. iconic and it it's is. iconic for a reason yeah um now the music also is part of it like right. that's tied in with the iconography of that opening shot for our friends at home what did you just say iconography <laughs> what does that mean i know but not all your listeners know so just for them i think you're just challenging me <laughs> I, I think you just think I have never heard that word before, and I don't know what it means. Uh, it says the visual images and symbols used in a work of art or the study of interpretation of these. Okay, thank you. I really did not know yeah. what I meant. I wasn't Or a collection to... of illustrations or portraits. I assumed <laughs> since you said it, you knew what it meant. <laughs> I just assumed it was another, like, it was a way to describe it. It's, an, it's iconic. Oh. So it's built into the iconography. Okay. I, if I'm wrong... Someone can tell me. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure someone will tweet at us at StorytalesPod on Twitter. Yeah, and they'll but say people on the internet are never calling people out for being wrong. No, 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 no. no. It's the internet is a go on there, do your own thing, live your own life, leave each other alone, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet but anyway, it's a bunch of Chandlers. <laughs> right. The sunrise is, it's beautiful. Like it is. How like it still baffles me. I'm not an artist, like in the sense of like drawing or painting. So it still baffles me, like, how somebody can, like, draw something, and it's just so stunning like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's beautiful. From the first frame of this movie, you're like, wow. Yeah, and the whole opening number with, like, all the animals, like, migrating together. So beautiful. I don't yeah. know if you can technically call it migrating because it wasn't seasonal. They were all headed to Pride Rock. Right. But, like, they were all moving, and you just see and hear them all. And it's just so 
pretty and like captivating. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I can imagine it's quite a work of animation. Oh yeah. Because there's just so much going on. Again, I say I can imagine because I don't know for a fact, but I would I would imagine so that it's, because there's just so much movement and stuff happening. <laughs> what a great description. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's just the opening shot. The art all throughout is breathtaking. Oh my gosh, it's and beautiful. it's it's just so well done, and it's crazy to me that this was the B team, because like I know you like Pocahontas, mm-hmm. you said you do, and it's not a bad movie. No, it's less but iconic. It's not even in my top five no. of Disney movies. No, like it's not in mine either. I like it, and to me, it's pretty, but it's nowhere close to the visuals mm-hmm. of. Lion King. No. So I'm like, you should, th- whatever this B team was, they should have been the A team. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's what happened. They if got after, promoted. <laughs> if after Lion King, they were like, Bloop, and like <laughs> bumped <Yeah>. them up. <laughs> but what do you think about, about the visuals? O- other than the opening shot, yeah. are there any shots that are like really stand out to you in your memory? The stampede scene. Like, like, um, okay, so Simba is like, crap you know and it does the thing where i know in real film you zoom in while you pull out or something or vice versa or vice versa and and so they made it look like that but i mean they drew it or and you know computer animated or something and then the wildebeests coming down the gorge and like running through like i think those look really cool um where Timon and Pumbaa live and take simba it's beautiful beautiful like i wish i would do they call that place hakuna matata no, I just thought that's what that's they said. That's just what the that they're like motto. It's their phrase. In future movies installments, when, it gets kind of confusing about that. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, in in this sense, it's just their home. It's just where they live, and yeah. it's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, the whole can you feel the love tonight at dusk? And it's like the sun is setting, and they're in this gorgeous place, and it's like so romantic, yeah. and the waterfall. Yeah, Beautiful. I want to talk a little bit about going back a little bit. Oh, sorry. This the the shots that they have after like when Scar kills Mufasa, when he goes long live the ki-, and it zooms in on Mufasa's eyes and everything but Mufasa's eyes get dark. Yes, and you can like see they that play he knows. they they play with the lighting and like everything dims except like a, a soft light around uh, Mufasa's eyes. And then, like, the slow motion of him falling, and then they do that pan out mm-hmm. from Simba as if the camera is Mufasa falling away from Simba, mm-hmm. like, out of reach. So, also, I'm, I don't know cinematography and stuff because you do filmmaking, and, like, I don't. So, when I watch movies, it isn't for cinematography, but I, since knowing you, I do watch movies a little bit differently now. So, I never write anything about cinematography on these because I don't think about it but like yes like I never thought of it as like the fake camera is Mufasa falling away I'm just like oh Simba is sad yeah <laughs> but that's a good like a really good point I never thought of it until right now like, yeah that's a, so it's like we, <laughs> we're almost like the POV not literally but we're almost the POV of Mufasa falling away from Simba mm-hmm. and it's like you know it really makes you feel like Simba is losing something like because yeah. we're we're moving further away from him, you know? So yeah. it's like we're the ones dropping into the gorge. And yeah. it's it's real, like that whole, the, the whole, I mean, the whole movie obviously is great, but that sequence is so well done yeah. from a cinematography point of view. And they do a great job. I mean, Disney usually does, but they do a great job of like 
animating things with that sense of cinema and like doing shots like it's not just they're not just drawing people in a frame like and it's just static and just we're just watching things happen like yeah. the camera moves lighting changes like mm-hmm. they have a lot of symbolic movement and things happening yeah. like you would in a movie um which it just makes it better and it makes it makes it more cinematic but it also really helps you get into the emotion and the headspace of the characters yeah um, which is why you why you do it, you know. Yeah. We've already talked a lot about music, so let's not get too in, in depth because we've kind of covered it in all the other ones. Um, but we already mentioned Hans Zimmer; his score is amazing. We already mentioned Elton John and Tim Rice; mm-hmm. their songs are fantastic. So, um, you go ahead and say some general thoughts, and then okay. I think what we should do is pick like our favorite song and talk about why we like it the best. So you go mm, ahead. Okay, that's gonna be really hard for me. Okay, so just some of the thoughts I have, like. Um, I just think the score is amazing. It's the first movie score I ever just listened to by itself. Um, and, like, I just feel it in my chest, you know? Do you yeah. look at it that way? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Especially because it is very percussion heavy. Ugh. And it's so good. And just, like, And, okay, this has nothing to do with Lion King. It has to do with Hans Zimmer. But I remember watching Prince of Egypt mm. in college. And I was like, that was beautiful. And then the credits rolled. It was like music by Hans Zimmer. I was like, "Duh, he did it again. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it." Um, so yes, amazing. Um, let me see. Oh, the song "Morning Report." I did forget about this one. It, it's on the okay. So it's on the version on Disney Plus. It's not on there. On the VHS, it's not on there. And on the DVD, "You Got Me for Christmas" when we started dating, it's not on there. On the extended cut, though, it is on there. And so it's Mufasa's teaching, or it's like showing Simba the kingdom. And then Zazu is like, hey, I have the morning report. In the extended cut and on Broadway, Zazu sings a whole song and while Mufasa's teaching Simba how to pounce. And so, uh, but in the original cut, it's or the theatrical cut. Yes. Um, it's just, Zazu's just like talking. Like I said a few minutes ago, when I first watched it again in high school, I put the DVD in, and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And so I was like, what is this? Like, I was convinced. I was like, I've never heard this song before. But I was like, I must be crazy. And then we went to my grandparents' house, like, as a family on spring break. And I was like, guys, can we watch Lion King? They were like, yeah, sure, why not? And she had it on VHS, so we popped it in. And I was like, I knew it. The song is not here. I'm not crazy. Um... Yeah, that's all. Yeah. But that song is also in the Broadway version. I'm not sure if it was written for the movie and they cut it, um, but they did add it in the extended cut and Broadway. Like in um, Beauty and the Beast, the theatrical cut doesn't have the song Human again, mm-hmm. but the extended cut and the Broadway do have that. Mm. I think Howard Ashman did write that song, though. So let's talk about, like, if we were going to pick a favorite song. Oh, my gosh. So don't think, okay, don't think of it as favorite. Okay. <laughs> pick a song. And just pick one at random if you have no favorite and just talk about what you like about it. So, you know what? I will not take Circle of Life if you want to take that I one. I don't know. You pick one and I'll just pick one. I'll take Circle of Life. Okay. Um, because it so perfectly sets up the tone of the film, not just musically, but it's so perfectly like the, the African vibes, especially in the percussion, that they put in the music Mm -hmm. like really helps you know get us in the setting and then 
It sets up, you know, one of the big themes of the movie, the circle of life. It feels so regal. Like, it does feel very, like, royal. So it does feel like we're, we're looking at a story of a king. And even though these are animals... It's up. It's about kingship, and it's about, um, you know, ruling, and it's about responsibilities, and mm-hmm. um, and it's also about nature. Mm-hmm. Hence, why they're animals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think it's you know I'm gonna say human nature. I know they're animals, but I think it goes into like human nature, like the way we think, and and you know why we do what we do, and. That's why they talk a lot about nature and the circle of life, and that's why them being animals really helps prop up that theme. But that song just so perfectly sets up this movie that you you almost know exactly what you're in for without knowing exactly what you're in for, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wish I could watch it for the first time again. Yeah. Because, I mean... That was our favorite part about watching the live-action remake together, because... It was almost like you and I could watch the opening of Lion King because it was almost shot for shot, and it Which was made me really happy. And it was new, like because it was three D, it wasn't two D. Yeah. Um, it was almost like we could watch the opening together for yeah. the first time. That's honestly that's the biggest thing I was hoping for. I know we're not talking about the live action. I was hoping for a shot for shot remake of the opening number at least, because it, I mean, why mess with perfection? Yeah. It, it's art. It's like a piece of artwork. Is that whole opening song? But yeah, it's, I wish I could just, I envy our future children, like getting to see it for the first time, but then they're going to get older and not remember it either. But like, I mean, cause it came out before I was born. I don't know the first time I ever watched it. It's yeah. just a movie I remember always having right. at, at our house. So. And I only remember cause I saw it when I was older. Yeah. So, um, so what's a song that oh. you would, you'd like to talk about? Okay, I, it's really hard to pick just one because I love this movie and I love the music. Okay, I'm going to talk about Circle of Life again. Or not Circle of Life again. Can You Feel the Love Tonight again? Okay, yeah. I know I talked about it for visuals, but it's a beautiful song. And I didn't realize this until I started listening to the soundtrack in high school. It's the last, like, sung song. Like, the rest of it is score, basically. Mm-hmm. Or, like... um like choiry stuff. Yeah. This is the last one that characters sing, which is like so weird because it's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. So, but like the Broadway, they did add some extra songs in, but like. Well, of course, it's Broadway. They, yeah, you have to do that. You have to make it longer and stretch out a bit, but it's so beautiful. And like, I just, uh, you know, I wish, I wish it was longer. I wish there was more to it, but I think the scene, it just all fits together so well. Um, you know, that it's two characters who are like, oh my gosh, look, they're falling in love now what? And then they're like singing together. And of course there's the vocalist who is not a character and I can't remember her name. Um, I can't either. Yeah. I, I want to say Carmen Twyle, but Sorry, I know ma'am. she did. <laughs> yeah. I know Carmen Twyle did Circle of Life. I don't know if she also did the one I'm talking about. Can you feel the love tonight? But anyway, Elton John is a genius. Um, I also like his pop cover of it that yes. plays in the credits. Very good. Yes. One of the only good pop covers at the end of a Disney movie. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, to uh, do you have anything else about that song? I mean, I could just talk about it all day long, so I should probably stop. Probably stop. <laughs> I should probably stop. Um, the music is fantastic. It's perfect. You know. Um, so let's wrap up about Lion King 1. It's it's great. It's 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 great. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are like, cartoons are for kids. They are not. And this, himself said it. This movie was intended for the whole family so kids are definitely included in the target demographic yeah but this story 
is just like it's timeless and anybody could enjoy it the music is great now if you don't like it you don't like it and that's that's fair enough yeah. I, I know Amy will have her feelings about no, you no I everyone is entitled to their own opinions yes not everyone can have my opinions I'm working on that yeah <laughs> but I don't know why somebody wouldn't like it but if you don't like it you don't like it if, if you don't not, like it you don't like it it's really not gonna affect me at all I don't know you guys <laughs> so if you haven't seen it you should go watch it I, I feel like that's pretty silly of me saying I feel like most people who ha- are gonna see it have seen it but maybe that's not the case but <laughs> If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a great movie. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on to Lion King 2 and 1 and a half, we are going to pause for a little bit of an ad break. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back. Now, uh, I'm still here with Amy. Hi. Uh, now we're going to talk about Lion King 2 and Lion King 1 and a half. We're not going to talk as long about each film because, you know, we know the first half of this episode is already super long. <laughs> and we just talked about the one movie. Um, so now first let's talk about Lion King 2. And, uh, babe, I'm going to let you go first. First, do you like the movie? I do. I love this movie. Um, when I was little, I actually liked it better than the original. Um, wow. I don't anymore because I said the first one's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I still love it. Still a classic. Um, I know it was straight to video and their budget's a little bit lower. Um, this Most of the same voice actors, I really like that. Like, they did not have to do that. And they didn't for all of them. Like, Zazu is different. In the first one, it's Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. In the second one, it's, I never remember his name, but he was Gil Chesterton on Frasier. Yeah. And I hated him on <laughs> Frasier, and I hate him in the Lion King sequels. His performance or just his character? I don't know. I don't... I, okay. His performance is really good, I think. Yes. Okay. In, in Lion King, I hate him because it's not Rowan Atkinson, and you yeah. can tell. Like, you can just tell it's different. And in Frasier, I just hate his character. I hate every moment he's on screen. He's so cringe. <laughs> um, but never met the man. I'm sure he's wonderful, and I'm sure he's nice. Um, those are the only th- two things I know him from. Though. Let me see. We always watched it on VHS. We we never had it on DVD. Now we watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, but at the beginning, um, you see, like, it, you first put it in the, the tape, and it starts with, like, this huge tree is growing out of a jar and so as a kid I was like I don't know what this is but I know my favorite movie is coming after it so but it's it's that it's an advertisement for Animal Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World and I'm just like that's so now that I know that I'm like and so now I really want to go to Animal Kingdom and see that big the tree of life yeah and like I know that's where like their Lion King stuff is so um October October (laughs) we're going to Disney World in October in October um and, uh, oh yeah, and then right after that was an ad for the new, at the time, Broadway show, Lion King. And uh, it's like the Disney movie surfers or something are talking about it. Do you know what the Disney movie uh-uh. surfers are? Oh my gosh, I forgot. You guys didn't have cable growing up. No. So Disney Channel movie surfers were like teenagers with news microphones talking about new movies coming up or whatever. Well, it could have been a movie surfer because it was a Broadway show. But it was it was in that style of like a teenager is like news reporting on a new Disney production. But yeah. anyway, it was really cool. <laughs> um, so my niece Ellie, our niece Ellie, 
um, she's a she's adopted now, but when she first moved in with my older sister, um, my sister texted me and was like, "Oh my gosh, Ellie loves Lion King," and she didn't know this. She just put on like Lilo and Stitch, and Ellie walked over to her and was like do you know Hakuna Matata means no worries? And she was four. And Jessica texted me this, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to meet her. So I put on a Lion King shirt the day I met her, and, like, she was so cute. She's still cute. She's my little Lion King buddy. Um, and, well, now she's nine. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Um, we've watched Lion King together countless times. My sister tried to show her Lion King too because we thought she'd love it, but she calls it the scary one. Um, or she, <laughs> I mean, she'd, it is scary, but I always consider the first one to be scarier. But yeah. no, she calls it the scary one. And so for a while, Jessica would be like, oh, let's watch Lion King. And she'd be like, not the scary one? No, not the scary one. So I just thought that was funny that she thinks Lion King 2 is scarier. Let's go ahead and get into spoilers. So like, if you haven't seen <laughs> this movie, um, go see it. It's it's, it's worth years it's worth a watch. It's also really old, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But fair is fair, especially if you haven't seen the first one. You probably haven't seen the second yeah. one. Yeah, and so. it's a straight to video sequel. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna jump off of what you just said. Yes, it's a straight to video sequel, and to me, it feels like it. It does. Um, it's not as good as the first one, no. and not as engaging as the first one. Like especially when they're kids at the beginning. Oh my gosh, I feel terrible, but I just could not care any less. <laughs> Like, it's not, because, like, in the first movie, when they're kids, it's engaging. Like, the performances are good. Like, they're, the, it's fun to watch the kids. Just Can't Wait to Be King is great. Mm -hmm. In this movie, when they're kids, I'm like, skip forward. Skip to when they're adults. Like, (laughs) do you really love that part? No, I just never thought of it as a negative part. I just like the movie a lot. I don't want to skip any of it. To me, it's not very engaging. Like, I'm like, oh, this is boring. Like, when we first started watching it, because I've seen it once before when you showed it to me. Yeah, we were dating. Um, but I couldn't remember how I felt about it. So when we were watching it again, and that part came on, I was like, oh, no, this movie's boring. Oh, no. But then once they grew up, it got more engaging. But I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Um, so at the beginning, it was a little rough. That hurts um, me. But then it got better. But... Um, I will say, uh, it's a good story. Most of the performances are great. Mm-hmm. The only performance that is a little <laughs> iffy to me is Matthew Broderick. I know. He did not come to play in this one. No. He, he, it felt like he was kind of like, uh, you know, okay, whatever. The first one, Didn't he? What was the line? He said something, and yes. we were like, oof. Okay, no, it was. Do we already do the spoiler warning? Yes. Spoiler warning. <clears throat> He's having a nightmare about um, when his dad died yeah. in the first one. He's dreaming about 1994. And so um, he's he's seeing Scar murder Mufasa, and then it's him now. Scar's holding his hands, but then it turns into Kovu, adult Kovu. And then he, like, throws him off, and then Matthew Broderick goes, no. And it cracked us up. We yeah. were like, oof. Especially considering, like, James Earl Jones in the first one, when he gets thrown off, he's like, oh! Yeah, it's a whole thing. And, yeah, oof. It was, he was getting paid less, and he did not want to be there. Yeah, it he felt like he there. didn't want to be there, um, which sucks. But it it does feel like a straight to, to I, I want to say straight to DVD, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was straight to video. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can even see it. I feel like the artwork isn't as nice. No. Well, I mean, it, their budget was really small. Yeah. It had to have been a lot smaller. Yeah. It wasn't as vibrant. 
And there weren't really any, you know, we talked about those camera moves in the first one. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like that. It felt very kind of just like static. It would move if a, if a character was moving, mm-hmm. it would follow them. But it felt like the camera didn't really do anything interesting. Mm-hmm. The artwork was kind of just real basic. Mm-hmm. And I know they had like a, a lesser budget. So yeah. I'm not saying it's their, it's the artist's fault, but it does make the movie less interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's just not as engaging to watch. Yeah. Like you said earlier that you can tell it's straight to video and you can. Yeah. And that's why as I got older, I was like, okay, it's not as good as the first yeah. one because it just isn't. As a kid, I loved it. But yeah. then I got older and I can see differences in quality and I just know it's not better. And the music is very 90s in, in a it lot is. of parts. It's so dated. Yeah. It's the, the very first song. It was very like, and it felt like they did, they couldn't afford a full orchestra, so it felt like they might have had a lot of synth stuff in there, mm-hmm. but it was definitely very like that's 90s the he feeling. He lives in you, but like it, it, he lives in you. That's the first one. Is it? Yeah, and it definitely has a 90s bass line, but I love it. It's like so exciting. Yeah, like you, if you like listen, you can hear the bass in it. They couldn't have recorded that for the first movie. They I must have so. cut it before they had recorded anything. I think so because it felt very cheap and it. If they had recorded it for the first one, it wouldn't. Not like the concept. <laughs> no. I, I'm talking about like the instruments. It felt like there was a lot of synth, like they couldn't afford a full orchestra mm. or, you know. I, I could be very wrong. They could have had a full orchestra, but it just, it they felt, just went with it, it felt very, I don't know. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I didn't. Or I didn't even if they had an orchestra, maybe just not as many, like not as many um, instruments as they did. Like it was a smaller orchestra yeah. or something. I never noticed that the song sounded cheaper. Um it's in my Disney playlist on Spotify. So, like, I love it. Yeah. The songs that stuck with me the most, well, He Lives in You stuck with me the most, but I feel like I can't give credit to this movie for that because it yeah. was written by the team who made the first one and they just stuck it in this one. Yeah. Um, and that it's a good song, but mm-hmm. the instrumentations are a bit weak, but Makes not sense. terrible. Um, there's not... I feel like the music in this one is just isn't as memorable. Specifically, the score... I remember nothing from the score. No. Um, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. But it wasn't super memorable. I don't think I wrote anything about it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think I wrote anything about the score because it was just like, it was just there. Yeah. It was helpful to like the mood. Right. I would never listen to it. No. Like I listened to the the first one. Right. But I don't, I wouldn't, I don't even know who the composer was. Yeah. I Surely it wasn't Hans Zimmer. No, because I mean... Like, they probably couldn't afford, afford it. him. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also the songs just didn't hit as as well as the first one did. A few of them are good. Yeah, but I feel like the the first movie, like end to end, is like great. Yes, like there's not a song on there that's weak. No, um, and honestly, like a few of the songs really did stick with me. The only one I can remember is He Lives in You, like titles. I can't tell you any of the other titles. Yeah. But I do know that a few of the songs, I was like, oh. The love song was good. Yeah, Love Will Find a Way. Love Will Find a Way. Love it. Very 90s. It was very nice. Very 90s, but it was very emotionally charged. Yeah. Um, and it it fit the story, and it, mm-hmm. it was done well. Um, but honestly, anything else? <sighs> I really like Upendi, and like where Rafiki is like, oh, you're in love. That, I like that song. Oh, I don't remember that one. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this should be a ride in Animal Kingdom, like a love boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one I like is, um, it's the Exile song, but it's not called that. Uh, He's not one, one of us. One of us. I think it's called One yeah. of Us. 
Uh, but that just makes me think of ABBA. One. That one was pretty good. But see, like I, yeah, I feel like I feel like the soundtrack for this one you would describe as pretty good. Yeah, that's a good. But you wouldn't be like it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like with the first one. <laughs> even the songs that do stand out to me, though, even those songs don't stack up against any of the songs from the first one. Yeah. Um, so it is a little disappointing, especially, we didn't do this, but I feel like especially if you watched the first one and went straight into the second one, you would kind of be like, oh, yikes, because it would be such a big downgrade, you know? And again, I, I don't blame the artists behind it. They probably did the best with what they could. Yeah. Um, but I will say... The things that stand out to me the most are the performances, other than Matthew Broderick. Yeah. They were really good. Um, and the story is really interesting. Um, it's not as interesting or engaging as the first one, but it is interesting. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the first one we talked about how it shares a lot of similarities with stories that have been told before, but it told it in a fresh way. Mm-hmm. To me, this one is doing the same thing. This story is a little like, um, you can anticipate what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but it it does do it well, but it doesn't feel as fresh as the first movie. Whereas the first movie did do a story we've seen before, but fresh enough that you're like, wow, it's this this one is like they did the story well, but it wasn't a fresh story. No, I know where this is going. I can guess like what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the performances are good, and you know the art is still good. Is still fun to look at. Yeah. So it's not you're not like oh yuck you're not like woof yeah. it's it's good to look at it's just nowhere near the breathtaking uh, vistas of <laughs> <laughs> the original film so it just it's just not as great of an experience um, overall the story is is decent mm-hmm. that's why it's a, it's not a terrible movie and the performances are great I think those two reasons are why it's not like you're, oh you're not like woof. If it weren't for those two things, I think the movie would be terrible. But because the story is actually pretty good and um, the performances are pretty good, Mm -hmm. you're actually like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know? But I don't know. What what do you think? I don't know. This one's nostalgic for me, too. So it's hard to – not hard to find the negatives, but it's hard to dislike it. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Did you ever say if you liked or disliked it? I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Because I know after we watched it for the first time when we were dating, you I just tell you weren't super into it. Yeah. But it was really nostalgic for me. You were seeing it for the first time as a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, and I would have rather been watching the first one. I kept thinking that when we were watching it. Ah, wish we were watching the first one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but it's really nostalgic for me. So it's hard to think of it as a bad movie, but it is. A straight to video sequel, and like that's the biggest thing I can say about it. Is, is there anything those that are not good? I'm sorry. Is there anything that I said that you disagree with, or do you think that what I've said kind of rings true? No, I think it rings true. Even if some like I didn't think about all of it. Like again, like with like visuals and shots, I don't really think about those. But when you said it, like yeah, there's not like a something from that movie I'd want hung on my wall. You right. Know? Um, I feel like we talked about that with Zack Snyder in the Justice League podcast mm-hmm. that. Um, you said he likes all his stuff to like you could take a still from his movie and it could be a piece of artwork yeah and that happened a lot in the first one the first lion king but i can't think of anything unless maybe the opening number had something really pretty because they were trying to be like remember lion king yeah it's this again you know but with a different song but again like the, yeah, their budget it, wasn't as high if you can't so. remember it then i'd say no because yeah. i think it would be pretty memorable yeah so yeah 
But yeah, I think you're mostly right about stuff. I just didn't think about it. And it's hard for me to admit that like something about this movie is not very good because I love this movie. And again, it's not terrible. Like, I mean, you can definitely sit down and watch it. I wouldn't prefer watching this one um, over Lion King 1. And um, I'll save that for later. But uh, I definitely wouldn't prefer this one. But I wouldn't hate watching it. Um, and you can definitely watch it with your kids. They would probably like it. Well, they might be scared. They might be scared for um, some reason. <laughs> we didn't talk much about the story, like the details. I don't think we need to. No. Um, go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's, it's worth a watch. Disney it's Plus. on Disney Plus if you already have it. Make it a triple feature. You know, go ahead and watch it. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about Lion King 2? Yes, so much. You have a lot to say? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, We're just doing general things. I know. I really like that Andy Dick is in it. I don't know why. I don't like Andy Dick. I think he's so funny in this. And like, why does his lion look exactly like him? I think he's so funny. It's so stupid. I also think he turned out to be a jerk or something. Oh, that sucks. He's I don't a know dick. if that's true. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> um, when I was little, obviously I had a crush on adult Kovu. It's very hot. I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> adult Simba and I'm adult... I'm sorry, I can't be him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would never tell you that, like, an, a human actor or celebrity was hot because that just seems like an insult. But these are lion characters. I just want to tell you, adult Simba and adult Kovu are very hot. And then adult Mufasa... Well, we've only known adult Mufasa. But when he's trying to climb up the gorge and, like, his shoulder muscles are, like, bulging, that's very hot to me. <laughs> So, I need to work out. I need to get more of those shoulder muscles. Yeah, get muscles. those shoulder muscles and climb a gorge for me, babe. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not weird. If anyone out there is like, this girl thinks lions are hot, I'm not weird. Ask your female friends, is Kovu hot? Is Simba hot? They will tell you, yes, they're hot. It's like, they're hot. Like how Robin Hood from the animated one in the 50s or 60s, he's hot. In conclusion, <laughs> <laughs> Kovu is super hot. <laughs> okay. Oh, and this is what I was going to say earlier, and I was like, I'm going to save it for post-spoilers. Well, I don't, oh, I was going to save this for spoilers, um, so I did want to come back to it. But in the beginning of it, it's mentioned like two or three times, Kovu is not Scar's son. But a lot of people think he is. Right. It's like a misconception. But no, he was hand-chosen as Scar's heir. Right. Well, Somewhere the in the kinda, first one that we didn't see. The movie's a little confusing about that, especially at the beginning. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's Scar's heir. But and they he, say it. But then later they're like, oh, he's not Scar's son, though. And you're like, oh, No, okay. they said it at the beginning. Zero said it at the beginning. No, I'm saying, like, at the very beginning, they make you think he's Scar's son. Oh. And okay. then they're like, oh, he's not Scar's son. I feel like that might have been, like, a rewrite where somebody was like, is he Scar's son? They were like, no, of no. course not. Scar was gay. Scar wasn't gay? <laughs> no. But there, there is a big conversation about how he seems like he might be coded gay. And, like, like that means he, like, has a lot of stereotypical gay characteristics. Oh. And there's a whole thing about how a lot of times skinny? people will make villains have very stereotypical <laughs> gay characteristics. And there's a lot of, like, talk about, like, if that was intentional or not and but very like very flamboyant very campy very you know things like that okay i just thought he was like a diva and that's gay no i just thought he was like this and that's stereotypically gay yeah no i mean he's like proper well the hyenas were like "Ooh, he's proper you know yeah okay anyway yeah i just liked it oh so at the end though of the first one simba goes up pride rock to do his little roar thing to say like I'm the king now 
right? Like, I feel like that's why he's doing that to you. Get yeah, that? it's okay. kind of like, that's him like officially accepting the mantle the and, yeah. you know, um, establishing his dominance yes. kind of like, I am, I'm the alpha cat. Yes. So why did they all four do that in the second one? Because that's how Lion King movies end? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, well, because nobody was becoming king. Yeah. I think they were just like, it was symbolic of them all being family. Okay. Like, let's roar together. Okay. Yeah. Because I was real. I like, I've always just been like, that's how the movies end. And then last night we were watching it. I was <laughs> like, why are, I think I was trying to be a little more critical and see it differently. And because technically I knew we were doing this. in one and a half, it's the same roar as the first one. That is true. <laughs> That's why it ends the same way. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same ending, just from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still like this movie. Um, and I definitely want to watch it with our kids someday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Apparently, since it's scary, they'll have to be a little bit older. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, so now let's talk about Lion King one and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I might upset some people, and by some people I mean you. Um, you can't hurt me. I liked this movie a lot more than Lion King. Oh my gosh, I did not know that's where you were going. I liked this movie a lot more than Lion King 2. And and here's why. It's not, it's definitely not a better movie than one, obviously. It can't be. It's it's riding the coattails of Lion King 1, so it can't be better than one. But we laughed so many times. Like the jokes, (laughs) the jokes were so funny. The performances were great. I was more engaged in this movie because of the humor than I was in the second one. When you said, I'm going to hurt your feelings, I thought you meant you were going to say, I hated it. And I was like, you can't hurt me because you I know. You hate this one? I hate this I wrote. But you laughed a lot. I did. I think the second one has better jokes. You do? I do. I felt like I Nathan Lane was like working up. hard to be funny in the second one. He yeah, was. Yeah, but I feel like it was paying off. Like he said, um, he <laughs> He said, we'll be on her like stink on a warthog. And then Pumbaa was like, hey. And then um, Timon was like, it's a hard truth, Pumbaa. Live with it. <laughs> like, that's so funny to me. I don't know. I think the second one's funnier. This one was funny, too. I I'm, I disliked it. You disliked I it? I disliked it. I thought it's this one was way better than the second one. I've seen it. I just, mm. um, it. The cinematography was better, even. The art yeah. the art felt more toe-to-toe with the first one. Yes, it was also more modern. It was 2004, so yeah. maybe it was easy, like cheaper to make better quality. But also there were shots that I was like, wow. Like that mm. shot in the beginning when it zoom, like it zooms out from Pride Rock really fast. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, because it was animated. Now, they might have used some CG help, Yeah. but I was like, that's really cool. Like I like that Pride Rock shrinks down and it stays the same size as yeah. they keep zooming out, but it's the same size because they want to make sure you can still see it. There. Right. Once it gets to a certain yeah. distance, you're no, like, it's not to oh, scale. we can't shrink it anymore because yeah. then you won't see it. Yeah. So maybe you should have shrunk it a little bit slower. Yeah, they should have just shrunk it slower. <laughs> um, but I will say I liked it a lot because I laughed a lot. I really like humor. So yeah. I'll take a funny movie with a weak story over a movie with just a weak story with not as much humor because even let's let's even say let's even say that the jokes in Lion King 2 were funnier they were there were way less of them That's so true. i laughed way more in this one cuz it was basically all just jokes and most of them hit for me so i was like this is good so i was laughing a lot i was very entertained 
Um, the story is not, I would say the story is probably not as good as Lion King 2, but because of all the humor and how well they were pulling it off, it was more entertaining. Yeah. I was more engaged. Um, Cause like when they got to the more serious parts, I wasn't as, I didn't care very much. Yeah. Like when they were like, you know what? We're gonna be friends forever. I'm not. I'm never gonna let you down. I was like, boo! Get to the next joke. Yeah. But then luckily they pro- they would do a joke like right yeah. then. So yes, the story wasn't as strong, but the jokes were so funny, and the way that they like tied it into the first one or made references to the first one was funny. Um, now a big issue I have with it, and I know you do too, is. They played around a lot with the timeline and geography. Yeah. Just to make this story fit. And they didn't have to. Like, why can't we just have a time jump, you know, and Timon and Pumbaa have been doing whatever for, like, years. Yeah, because they, the first time I noticed it was they went to Pride Rock for the first time at Simba's presentation. Mm -hmm. And then they went around it and found this little... Like mini rock, mini pride rock, kind of. Yeah. Went to sleep underneath it and woke up the next morning because I just can't wait to be king was happening above them. But Simba was a newborn at the presentation. You can tell. That's an infant lion. Yeah. You can tell. He's doing baby things. They drew baby characteristics and he did like a little baby sneeze. (laughs) I'm okay. Um, (laughs) And, but they do a time jump. They don't say it in the first one, but they're like, okay, he's older now. He's running and playing. And then yeah. they do just can't wait to be king. It wasn't the next day. No, it that's was not, not how movies work. No, <laughs> but that's how this one. Worked. Or, or that's not how lions work. No, and so yeah, I didn't like that. And then they they had like the the desert that Simba passed out in was right next to the like lush jungle that they lived in, which is not true. No. Like when you when they, when you see. Simba, like, pass out on the ground, like, and then you meet Timon and Pumbaa, they're bowling for buzzards, is what they say, then you see they take him over to a teeny oasis, it's like two trees, some grass, and a puddle, basically, but in Lion King one and a half, they are in their big, like, home, like, the beautiful, whatever, and they look out, and there's, like, a border of grass and desert, and they look out, and they're like, oh, buzzards. Yeah, it's literally, like, lush jungle and then right across that line cracked desert ground yeah like that's like that's not how how africa works (laughs) or just geography geography yeah i mean i've never been to africa but i'm willing to bet yeah and (laughs) even in the first movie they do like a super wide shot which shows there's nothing around simba yeah because that's the whole point is that he's like isolated and like alone and unconscious, I assume. Yeah, and they carry him. They help him get to where they're going. Like they have to travel a bit. Yeah. But yeah, they and even when when Simba goes back home, he has to run through all that sand. Yes, but then and Pumbaa ran through all the sand in this one. Yeah. They did the shot. Which they did, I did it as a joke, funny. which was funny. I thought it was funny. Where he was, they copied just, the shot that Simba did, but it was Pumbaa, <laughs> and then Timon just ran right past him, and he was like, "Why are you running so slow?" He's like, I had to give you a chance to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that was funny. That was really funny. Um, I think the shopping channel joke was funny, too, where Pumbaa sat on the remote. Oh, yeah, and they switched to the, the, shopping, the shopping channel. The shopping channel. I think it works better in, like, when you and I were kids. Mm-hmm. Because I remember the first time we were watching it, we were at my aunt's house, 
and it happened and all of us were like where's the remote because we thought we sat on the remote but uh-huh. now kids are watching it on Disney Plus right they don't know what a shopping channel is right so it's they're probably like what the heck is going on yeah but for our generation it was probably hilarious and by the way I think that that whole device is very clever of the whole framing of this movie is that they're watching The Lion King but then Timon is like like let's skip to the part where we were at yeah and then Pumbaa is like but we were actually there the whole time and Timon's like oh but they don't know that and so they basically are watching Lion King again but they're just moving the camera to yeah. where they were instead yeah I which like is that clever we have them in the, we have them as the audience and they're making commentary yeah. about the movie some of their junk is a little unnecessary like when they pause and Pumbaa goes get to get snacks and Timon is picking his nose that's for the child in the audience. Yeah. And it gets a li- it's a little long. it doesn't really pay off like no. they meant it to be long. That's the joke. Like, oh, this is a really long pause. But to me, I'm like it's not funny enough that it pays off. No. Like, I I don't know. When jokes happen like that, let's have them advance the plot a little bit. I think they were like, "Oh, let's remind the kids here that they're also watching Timon and Pumbaa are watching the movie, but put a booger joke in there. That'll get them." Yeah. And it you might know, like kids might love it. I don't know. Yeah, but it's stupid. But for us, I was kind of like, this is dragging on a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't. I don't think they always use that device to. I don't know. To its fullest. Yeah. They just used it. Um, performances. I think the only people we really need to mention. I mean, there are lots of great actors in here, and yeah. they do a great job. But really, the two big standouts are Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella. Yeah. I mean, they crushed it in all three of these, but yeah. they carry this movie. They did. Like, they did not have to do this again. No, but this, they came to play. They did. They, they gave it their all. They did. And this this movie was just a money grab, though. You can tell. Yeah, but I think because their performances are so good, it makes and it I think the writing sense. is actually decent, like especially with the jokes, it makes it, it makes it better than just a cash grab. Even if Disney only did it for that reason which they probably did yeah they're like it's been 10 years since that lion king money let's uh you could have i could definitely see a world where there's a movie with this same premise that's way worse not not as entertaining not as funny yeah um and like i said if the jokes weren't so funny if the performances by nathan lane and ernie sabella weren't (laughs) as good Mm -hmm. this would be terrible yeah uh, no, their performance is really good. And they didn't have to be because, like I said, it was a cash grab. Right. But they they took it seriously, it they sounds did. like. So that's and it, good. And it was it was really great. Yeah. I thought Matthew Broderick was good in this one, too. He was good. He was better in this one than he was in Lion yeah, King, too. Yeah, because he got to be the fun, kind of laid back. He didn't ha- we didn't have to get too much like emotion yeah. out of he him. He wasn't serious King Simba. Yeah, because this wasn't his movie. Right. So we had to see that, I think, for a little bit just to put the puzzle together, but not much. Yeah. Um, I did really, one element of the story I loved was when they showed the parenthood angle. The fact that Timon and Pumbaa kind of raised Simba. Yeah. Mufasa raised him first, but but they raised him for the majority of his his life. life. Yeah. And they, it showed that they really were like parents to him. Yeah. You know, Um, he even calls Timon Pops. Pops when he's a teenager. Yeah. And you never really got that. I mean, that did happen. It was more like they were friends. And they just hung out together yeah but i like that they added this parenthood angle that's one element of the story that i was was a more serious element Mm -hmm. that i was like this is good i like this yeah but it it was kind of like it's 
weird to think like when they ran off, Timon was the screw up of his. What's a group of meerkats called? I'll just say I family. Know. Yeah. Um, but like he was like the screw up and the kid kind of like where he just wasn't fitting in. He wasn't like taking it super seriously. And then he ran off and like, oops, I'm a dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He ended up getting a lot of responsibility yeah. that he never intended to get, but he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah. He and Pumbaa. Yeah. I love the joke where um, they're walking across that log like to, he keeps taking like Simba keeps waking up baby Simba keeps waking him up in the middle of the night like I have to go to the bathroom or I need to get a drink or like you know whatever and so he's taking him across the log that in the first movie is the montage during Hakuna Matata where they're dancing across it and getting older so it shows the passage of time we do this every day all the time we just hang out yeah and then t- in this movie they're walking across it in the middle of the night and Timon's like I'm gonna grow old on this thing yeah it's so funny yeah, he's like I'm gonna grow old walking across this log yes <laughs> like it's so funny I'm like ah. yeah first one that's why I do think they had a lot of clever jokes yeah. and references to the first movie and I think part of the reason this movie works so well is they know what it is they're not like take us seriously yeah we're a real installment of the line they, they're like Listen, <laughs> we're just riding the coattails of the first movie, but we're going to do it and make you laugh along the way. Yeah. And so I think that's why it works because they know what's up. You yeah. know, like the people who made it and the actors, they know what's up, but they're going to try to be funny anyway. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. I think the more we talk about the jokes, the more I agree with you that there are more jokes in this one than the second one. I still think the jokes in the second one were funny, though. They were. Yeah. I, yeah. I still, And it's one of the things I put that I liked about the movie. Yeah. When we were prepping for this, I, is that I liked the jokes. <laughs> but they didn't happen often enough to be like, this movie is funny. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, Timon and Pumbaa are they're in it. So, of course, jokes. they're funny moments. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. In conclusion about this one, I like this one more than two. Um, I don't like it more than one, but you can't. How could you? It's it's riding the coattails of one, <laughs> so yeah. you can, it's not better. Um, but it's funnier, it's more engaging to me, um, and they do more visually than they did in the second one. Yeah, It doesn't feel like a straight-to-video sequel to me. In concept, yes. Yeah. In execution, I could see it being in the theater, especially with the whole like them playing and pausing it thing. Because it looks like they're in a theater. In theater seats, yeah. 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 And they go get popcorn and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's wouldn't mugs. that alone wouldn't like be like, oh, it was in the movie. But right. it does feel more like it was a theatrical release than the second one did. Yeah. Even though it wasn't. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I and it did feel more cinematic as well. Yeah, and visually. they were making a movie, not we're making a sequel. We're making a movie. Right. I think. Yeah. I think they, it feels like they wanted it to feel like it could have been in the theaters. Yes. Even though it wasn't, um, which is a good mentality to have. Yeah. But um, a lot of Disney sequels don't have that mentality. No. So what's your, what's your final thoughts for this movie? Um, so I, it's my least favorite, but I didn't see it until later on. Um, so you don't have as much nostalgia for this one. I don't. I think what probably happened is we borrowed it from somebody and my parents thought it was annoying, and since it really didn't stick with us kids as much, they never felt the need to buy it. Um, but yeah, because I can see that being me as a parent. I'm like, ew, that movie's annoying. We're not getting it. <laughs> um, I really liked the song at the beginning, but you hated it. I hated that Quick song. before I the hyenas uh, come. <laughs> I hate it. It gets stuck in my head, and it's so annoying. But yes, I hate that song. Um, let me think. 
I like I, it because I, I think, and I wrote this about the music, um, and then I will let you give your thoughts. I'm sorry. Um, the the music, to me, I didn't compare it as much to the first one because I felt like they were trying to be funny and they weren't trying to be iconic. They weren't like, oh, look, we're making another yeah. musical. They were kind of like, we dig and dig and dig and dig and, and it dig. Really and it's like, a it's a joke, you know? It wasn't a musical. Like, I think you think it's going to be because they did two songs at the beginning. Yeah. But then when you think back, like, they didn't. They don't do really do any music. more songs. No, they They play some songs Can from the, the first one. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that not, doesn't count. Yeah. Because they were stopping that song to play their little spy music. <laughs> Which was funny. That, honestly, to, like, explain why they're falling down the hill and stuff is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it yeah. I think it's okay. Um you think it could think grow okay. on you cuz it sounds like the reason you place it so low is you just don't have as much nostalgia for it. No, that's not the reason I place it. I mean, maybe I would would have placed it higher if I had seen it a lot as a kid. I think that's why Lion King 2 gets so high. It's yeah. cuz I had seen it as a kid, but I just don't I don't know. I couldn't care any less about their origin story. Yeah. And like I don't care about Timon's family and I just don't care. I don't yeah. care. And so I don't either, but I think I think I don't know. Like like I said, the serious elements of the story, I was like, "Boo, get to a yeah. joke." So, but to me the jokes, there were uh, there were enough jokes and enough clever references to the first one that it didn't feel like it was just like cuz I feel like there are a lot of they could have done this movie where they never show any of Lion King and it's just the Timon and Pumbaa origin story and it's they're just like, oh, you won't see Simba because we can't afford him and we want this to be separate from Lion King, mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. That would have been a snooze. That would have been I, way worse. But because they were actually cleverly being like, oh, like these uh-huh. animals actually bowed because Pumbaa farted. Like, yeah. like and stuff like that. I, to me, it was enough that I was like, okay, you know, yeah. the elements where they were getting into, I will say probably the more boring parts are the things that weren't tied to the first movie at all. Yeah. Most of the original stuff was just kind of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, original like story elements like his family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Stiller was good, I he thought. Was good. But he committed to that. He like, did, yeah. Yeah. Um, R.I.P., by R. the R. way. Um, but I would agree that the original stuff, like the origin stuff, I don't care either. But to me, there was not that wasn't the majority of the movie. So therefore, I'm like, okay, I like the majority of the movie is Lion King. But whoops, it's Timon. And, <laughs> it's like cereal, but it's like oops, all Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one? Tricks? Which one is it? Is that oops. Captain Crunch? No, it yeah, oops, all berries or something like that. I was thinking maybe it's Lucky Charms and it's oops, all marshmallows. <laughs> they probably did that too. Um, so anyway, finish your wrap up, and I won't interrupt you again. I okay. promise. No, it's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of this one, but that's okay. Um, I did like all the Disney character cameos at the end where they're like, oh, let's watch it again, you know, and like Snow White comes in, or Mickey, I think, is the first non-Lion King character to come in, and they're like, what the heck? And then Snow White comes in, which, of course, um, Eileen Casaletti, or whatever, no, Adriana Casaletti, who was Snow White, she, of course, was long dead. But they had, I think it was just the voice of whoever was doing Minnie Mouse at the time, because it just sounded like Minnie Mouse, but you can see Snow White talking, like the dwarves, and Peter Pan, obviously love him. Um, You guys don't know that, but you know that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Simba does come in and sit with them and watch the movie, I think it's cute. Um, 
Yeah, we just get a lot of cute little Disney cameos. They all want to watch this yeah. retelling of Lion King. And they're like, okay, reason. let's watch it again. I did forget about one part that I thought was funny. Um, so in the first one, you know, like when Zazu is trapped by Scar and he's forced to be his little slave or whatever, he's, well, his entertainment, he sings, um, he's singing just really depressing stuff. And Scar's like, oh, no, sing something a little more bounce in it. So he sings It's a Small World. Uh-huh. And, of course, Scar's like, no, no, anything but that, which love meta humor. Yeah. Then later... In the scene we were talking about that was dragging on where Pumbaa went to go get snacks, Timon is in there. He was singing It's a Small World. Yeah. I was like, ah. I that was cute. <laughs> it's kind of like a double a reference. Nice, yeah. Yeah. It's just nice. So, um, yeah, yeah. I Is that everything? I think that was everything. Yeah. I I really like that movie. Um, but, you know, I can understand why other people would be like, lame. I don't need this. <laughs> but luckily, the jokes got me through. Yeah. Um, I would say... If we're talking about the trilogy as a whole, I think it's kind of a disappointing trilogy. Not not saying the first one is bad or any of them are bad, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a dip, you know? But that that's the case for pretty much all the Disney Renaissance films. Their yeah. sequels were just kind of... Because oh. none of them were written as series. Like, this wasn't written as a trilogy. It was written as a movie, and then the movie took off, like blew up, and they were like... <gasps> I don't mean like how they connect. I just mean no, like... No, but that's why quality isn't as good. Yeah. Because they meant to tell the story all at once. Right. And then they were like, oh, it's really popular. Let's cash in on this and write a couple more stories. Mm-hmm. But they don't... That's why quality takes a dip because it wasn't meant to be one whole yeah. piece together. I'll say one one thing about 3D animation. I feel like that encourages Disney to, if they're going to make a sequel, they have to like make it a thing. Yeah. Because I feel like 3D animation, it would be more difficult to like justify like, well, let's just make it cheaper. But Because then 3D animation, cheaper, looks awful. Yeah. Like 2D animation, you can kind of do cheaper and it still kind of looks okay. Right. But 3D animation, if you go any cheaper than what Disney just does, it, do, it looks terrible. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that's, um, I think they just had a, like an internal mental shift where they were like, let's just, if we're going to do a sequel, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you look at it as a whole, and you're right, it wasn't intended to be a trilogy, but I would say, you're, you're correct, but I would say it is a trilogy though. Yeah. So like they they made two more movies. So I would, I would have said they should have tried more. Disney, not yeah. the creators, because the creators were limited by their you know studio. their studio and their budget disney should have put more effort into those and i know this is not a hot take like people <laughs> i think most people would agree with me here but yeah. it's kind of a disappointing trilogy like luckily we didn't binge all three we mm-hmm. binged two and three and one and a half yeah um but i think if we had watched all three i wouldn't have enjoyed two or one and a half as much as i actually did because it would have been like really, really great, okay, and funny. Yeah. You know, like, and it wouldn't have been, I would have been like, oh, yikes. So, but what are your thoughts about the trilogy as a whole? Um, I don't know. I've never like considered them all together. Um, sometimes I watch the first two right in a row if I don't get my fix or if like I'm really in a Disney mood. But yeah, I don't, I don't ever consider the trilogy like, as a trilogy like I just wanted to when we were talking about like what like stories for the podcast I just wanted to do the Lion King trilogy because like why stop at one or two you know 
So, um, I don't know. I think maybe they're all worth a watch, at least just to say you've watched it. Absolutely. There's not a bad one in there, but two and one and a half just don't, they don't get close to the majesty of Lion King 1. Yeah. So, yeah, I think at least... I mean, it might be fun to like get with your friends or your family and just yeah. Watch oh, and I'm all sure your kids will love all three. Yeah. Oh my gosh, kids will watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it might be fun just to get together with some people you can have fun with and make some snacks and just watch them all three together. Yeah. Like that might be fun, but don't expect two and one and a half to be on the level as one. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I think that's it. I know that was a lot. This is probably a longer episode because yeah. we were talking about. Three movies, but they're three. They're three, two pretty good movies and one great movie. Um, yeah. So definitely recommend. And I know you said you recommend. I do all three. I do. Um, well, thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Uh, Amy, you have anything to say before we head out? Yeah, it was really fun just getting to watch them and talk about them. And yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed listening to us just babble on. Yep. Um, but I love when people let me talk about my favorite movie. So this was really fun. We're going to be doing Harry Potter in October mm-hmm. in honor of Halloween. Um, because, you know, witchcraft. Spoopy. Spoopy. Uh, what we're probably going to do is do two movies per episode so that we can fit them all into one month. So um, if you're excited for that or if, if you'd like to hear that, please subscribe to this podcast. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Storytales. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Storytales Pod, where you can share your story with us. Or you can email us at storytalespodcast at gmail.com. Your story wants to be told.